What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev on stage with the lovely and luxurious Miss Kev on stage. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that thing up? He's a big, fine woman. You're not big. He's a slim, fine woman. Won't you back that thing? <laughs> uh, we haven't been here for two weeks. Sorry. Sorry. Life got in the way. Uh, my birthday. Happy happy birthday, Kevin Step, Kevin Fredericks. 32. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Else, and I think that's all we missed. The last two weekends I've been working, shooting. Yes. Uh, actually, this weekend too, but we still were able to do this. But last week was Mother's Day. The week prior was my birthday. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Um, first, before we get started, I want to let you guys know. I was going to say that too. Oh. Uh, our podcast was featured in Ebony Magazine. Yay! Black Women Who Podcast. That's me. Shout out Miss Kev on stage. Uh, the article is Black Women Who Podcast. Mm -hmm. You can't put a link in the description to a podcast. No. But uh, the YouTube video, I'll put it there. Uh, but you can search Ebony Black Women Who Podcast and Melissa's. I retweeted it and I have a, a um, little caption on my Instagram that talks about our uh, podcast specifically. But it shouts out like... The Read, if you're at all a podcast person, you know about The Read. It's a, it's a pop culture uh, podcast. They're absolutely hysterical. Uh, Last Name Basis, which is a uh, relationship podcast with a um, the the female in the, in the in the marriage. Actually, is black. The guy is white. And they're funny. They just kind of talk. Um, and a couple other ones I started listening to just to kind of get ideas about what else is out there. But definitely an honor. I was really super duper excited. You should be. We haven't been doing this but for three minutes, so. Yeah. And it was our goal to do it weekly. And we, we try. We mm. do try. We suck. But, uh, but we have regular jobs and kids and, and stuff. So sometimes that gets in the way. So as much as possible, we'll try to do it weekly. But we're back this week. Uh, love our live. Also, um... Why did your voice drop like that? Because I'm a man. Oh. May 23rd, if you're in L.A., we're going to be in uh, Erica Campbell's More Than yes. Pretty uh, at Faithful Central Church. So if you just follow Erica Campbell, all the information is there about registering. And June 6th, we will be in Houston doing our very, our very first Love Hour Live. Um, I'm just checking that it's date. It's our second Love Hour Live. Second Love Hour Live. I'm sorry. We did one in Washington. Uh, that date is the first Saturday in June. I want to say that's June 6th. June 6th at Fallbrook Church. And you'll see more details on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you follow me. I'll make a YouTube video shortly once I have the flyer. Come and you guys are the first now. to hear. This, that one in Houston is free. It's at 10 a.m., I believe. So more details. That's in about three weeks from now. So we'll talk about it um, <clears throat> again there. But today we are doing a book review. Um... Love and Respect, which Melissa read and I listened audio to. Read. She listened to. First of all, audiobooks are not bad. I don't know why we harp on them. No, audiobooks are the best thing ever in the history of America. In fact, I'm going to reach out to audible.com. Audible, we're coming for we're you. We're coming for you today. Sponsor this podcast. To be a sponsor so our listeners can get this hour. Listeners can get discounts through... Um, through the website, so I will be reaching out to you. So hopefully, all of you, if you're interested in the books, I'm thinking about starting a book club, kind of ish. Um, Not where, without that sponsorship, you don't. Where we uh, kind of review a book and talk about it and give you guys ideas to to read about. You think you Oprah now? Yeah, you know. You think you Oprah? I was featured in like a podcast oh, with black women thing. So I'm so. stepping now. You big so. shot in Ebony. <laughs> Jet booty of the week. I yeah. said Jet booty. 
beauty. Father, forgive us. That was a 14 slip. Yeah, that was a 14 slip. So anyway, today's uh, book um, we listened to. Yes, um, we read is Love and Respect. To, by love and Respect by Emerson Egrich. Emerson Egrich's. Egrich's. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Egrich. Oops. Egrich. Uh, so this is going to kick us off. Kick us off. Liz. So I'm going to kick us off. Uh, so the title of the book is Love and Respect. And the basic premise of the book is that, um, which I found to be um, extremely revolutionary because I've never heard of this before. But basically the author, who is a Christian, um, talks about where, how we've become a culture where we talk about unconditional love and we expect to be re to receive unconditional love and you expect to give out unconditional love. But in the same manner that we expect unconditional love as women, um, he says that we are to give unconditional respect to our husbands or your significant other. And the reason why is because um, women speak love and men speak respect. So a man would rather feel respected than to hear. And let me ask you that. Is that true? Would you rather feel respected than to hear I love you? Absolutely. And I think for the women, I'm not interested so much in respect because respect doesn't speak love to me. I'd rather you love on me than to hear I respect you and I trust your decision making and yeah. that type of thing. If you didn't respect me, but you said, I feel like you couldn't love me if you didn't respect exactly. me. Exactly. Like, how could you love me if you don't respect it's me? It's funny. She asked, or, and I'm reading another book, so they're going to kind of mix, but I'm, I'm reading a new book called For Women Only. It's a great book. I'll book review that one shortly. Um, where she asked a question, would you, it was something to the effect of, would you rather hear I love you or would you rather know that your spouse respects you? And, um, in one of the questionnaire groups that she was asking, the person came back to her and said the men didn't like this question because they felt like you there weren't different choices. If you love me, then you respect me. And that's how a man thinks about right. it. And for a woman, those are like two totally different. Those are yeah. they don't necessarily correspond. And so um, just again, kind of going back to I think the last episode we did was with submission. Yes. Um, going back to submission, a man needs to feel, and you can chime in on this, that you respect them, which really means you trust them. Right. You trust their decision making. You trust their um, their logic behind whatever it is and however they're leading their, their family. One of the things that I found really interesting in the new book that I'm reading, and they kind of tie together, um, is that a man has okay we all know a man likes his ego to be stroked and sometimes we pass that off as just being kind of egotistical and she was saying that the reason really why is because a man is actually extremely insecure about being found out to be an imposter mm. that they're really not doing as great of, because they have this huge responsibility to lead their family and um, they're doing the best they can. They're praying about it. They're doing all of these things. But if someone were to really find out, they feel like underneath it, it's like the Wizard of Oz. I'm this big, huge wizard, but really I'm this little man in the back, mm. really hoping and praying, I hope I'm doing this right. That's and so they need to be reassured. 100% true. I trust you. Uh, I'm, I'm putting, you know, I trust you to lead our family in the right direction. I trust your judgment. I trust your, your, your logic. I believe what you say you're going to do, you are going to do. And when that happens, a man is able to lead with confidence. Absolutely. I, and that also is the same almost in work as well. Well, say it Kev, cause I'm gonna move on. Cause I got a question. What say what? 
say that's the same thing that happens at work? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's like you you especially as a Wizard of Oz is a great example because um I feel like as a man you you often know what you're doing, mm -hmm. but you can also not know what you're doing. And it's very hard to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, especially in work. You know, you'd rather go out in a blaze of glory completely wrong than to, than to risk vulnerability and be like, I'm not so sure that it comes out. And like 10 times more in your relationship. I remember when we were, you know, talking about moving here. I can imagine you being like, I love you, but I don't think we should do this. And I don't respect you enough to be like, lead us like that. Again, going back to it's trust. Submission, yeah. I'm telling you guys, I'm getting this whole revelation on what submission really is. And it's really about trust. Yeah. It's really, and that's all it is. When a woman says, in theory, I don't believe we as women have it. Uh, I don't know if I said this before, but I don't think we have um, an issue necessarily with submitting. What we have an issue with is submitting to someone we don't believe right. can lead us in the right direction. Right. That's what I think. And so when a man says we want to do this and we're like, yeah, but that's a bad idea. <coughs> so let's talk about it and let me really kind of instruct you on what we really should be doing because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. I think that's where we have. And then when men are like, no, I'm the man. I'm going to do this. And then we're looking like, yeah, so I have an issue with that. That's where I think we start to we start to butt heads. Right. I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree. It's 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 probably the most crippling thing you could do to a man at least to me i imagine i, I can think of most like, men yeah i i, I was gonna say to me probably the same for jay uh and i think just most men of course there's always gonna be exceptions to the rule um but i think most men they have an inherent um need for respect in fact uh emerson again he's a christian he points out a, a scripture and I'm not gonna remember where it is and i meant to write it down i didn't uh but where jesus commands the man to love his wife and the woman to respect her husband. And he says that's by no mistake. Women ah. naturally will love. love. Men naturally will give off respect. But what we need to do is the opposite to each other. That's good word. That's good word. That was really good stuff. I'm telling you, I was reading this book, all types of revelations was coming down. The other thing I think is important um, here, and we got a, a, a letter an email from one of the listeners and she was explaining how her husband is basically a workaholic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Give the backstory. Yes. Right. So he's a workaholic. He, um, is a, uh, he's self-employed. So he works, 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 work, work, and it's taking him away from family time. And she keeps trying to tell him, Hey, I need you home. Um, you're more than employable. If you've already, you've done the self-employment thing, you've, you've been successful at it. Now just get a regular job so you can come home and be at home. And and um, as a woman, listen, I get you, boo. <laughs> I get you. Because for women, that's important. We want our man at home. We want to feel like we're a family and we have time together. Because, again, love sometimes, especially if your love language is um, time mm -hmm. together. And he's outside of your love tank is empty. So you're going to yearn for, I need you at home. I need your attention. I need you to love on me. So I get it all the way. And I'm with you. One of the revelations I got with this book, because I think that happens a lot, is a man's need to provide for his family is so strong that he will work himself to the bone for fear of being found out to be an imposter. Listen. That the fear of, I can't provide for my family. The fear of, what if I, what if, what if the mortgage isn't paid this Let me month? tell you how real this is. I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. 
work more than 40 hours a week. Also do YouTube. Also do podcasting. Also do stand-up comedy. I'm thinking now what my plan will be for no good reason. If my current job was to lay me off, fire me, quit, close its doors, how will I then provide? Mm -hmm. Like I have a, a trigger plan in mind just so I can do it. And I don't even have a reason to yet. And I've been that workaholic guy. This is one of the rough patches of our marriage. One of the other ones was uh, when I was working full time and I was pursuing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was out five, you know, right. four or five nights a week trying to protect this, you know, perfect this crowd and not getting paid. But knowing that if I wanted to be who I really was, I had to do this work. And you were like not only giving me verbal cues, you know, notes, um... You are, you know, overtly saying you I need your help. got to pull back. I don't know if you ever, if I ever told you this, but I found your diary. You did. I found your diary, and that is what clicked in my head. Good. I was cleaning. Did you leave it out on purpose? No. I found your diary. It's funny because Charlamagne found his diary, his wife's diary, and that's why he married her. Yeah. But I found your diary, and I didn't even know you were didn't know you were reading. I mean, writing a diary. I don't anymore. Yeah, because I got my act together. <laughs> Those actions made you write a diary. Once I figured it out, you stopped. But I found your diary, and you were saying like some stuff, and it wasn't hurtful. Mm-hmm. It was from an honest place of, I don't know how I can get him to understand that what he's doing is pulling us apart. And that's the reason why we're having these issues, and he doesn't see it. And all I saw was, I got to get out and get it. And even though we had good jobs mm-hmm. that paid well and the kids were doing videos and they were okay and they were going to private school, still the desire to give more was like basically driving a wedge. So I ended up having to pull back. And and But how do you help that? So I say my part and we're going to go back because I think we have to come full circle for this, um, for this listener. And that, okay, women, so this is what I'm telling you. If your husband is a workaholic, I also have someone that I know, and her husband is constantly thinking of these um, schemes to stop working his regular nine to five and to work uh, <laughs> work to be self employed. Yeah, and she's like, these are the most these aren't good ideas. It's just not a really good idea. And so what I had to tell You've been her, there too, haven't you? and I have been there. You have a husband who's had those same. Yes. So what we got to do? Right. The answer is squeegees. The Everybody needs squeegees. You always have a dreamer in a relationship <laughs> and a realist. And as realists, sometimes we have to be really careful to temper, especially if the dreamer is the man. We have to be careful to temper. And I'm not saying that I've always been good at this. I've gotten better, um, I think. You're a dream killer early on. Being a realist, you be a dream killer. Yes. Because so guess what? Some dreams came true. You feel me? I never... Okay, so... No, no, say what you're going to say. What we're going to say... No, no, no. (laughs) What we're going to say is that as realists, sometimes we have to be very careful not to be a dream snatcher and a dream killer, which are little dreams. You want to go do this? How about you go... Yeah, we have to be careful not to do that. But especially when it's the man, because you have to understand that his motive is pure. And so what you have to say is, I understand you want to provide for our family. And I support you in that 100%. Let's figure out a way where you could do this and that. Because I love you and I want you home. But I understand you also need, you have a a desire, a a God-given desire and need 
to provide for their family. Yeah. I think men just, it's just intrinsic in who, in the makeup of a man. And women, we don't, we don't have that. You know, most of us, again, not everyone, but most of us, we just don't, I don't sit at home thinking of ways if I get fired, listen, we just gonna have to figure out when I, cause I don't have a, pl- I don't have a plan B. I just go to work and do what I have to do. I just, I just, that's just the way I work. Right. I don't have this desire to figure out how to make sure there's enough money coming into house. Of course I go to work and I'm a good employee and I do all of those things. I'm responsible, but I don't have a need to figure out how to provide for this family. Right. Well, you don't have the burden of pressure. That exact, And that's my point. Yeah. Cause if it falls apart and we got to move in with our parents, nobody's going to fault you. Yeah. They're going to be like, man, her husband didn't lead them right. He didn't work enough. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the biggest fear. This is why people sell drugs, I think, black men. Because they got to provide and they don't see no way. We're not suggesting that you sell drugs. We're not suggesting that you sell drugs. But it's very similar to the other mine. It's like, okay, what can I do to make sure? Yeah. And they don't see, you know, prison and all that stuff. But I want to get in recidivism in the state of the union and systematic racism and oppression. Right. So, um, so I got all of these revelations. So I think again, women, we just have to be mindful. We have to understand, um, the, you have to understand the man's perspective. You have to understand that it really is coming from, um, a pure place, a very honest place that is, um, afraid of not being able to provide for his family, a fear of being found out that he's not who he says he is. You know what? I want to ask you something. You just thought about, you just triggered that in my mind. You were talking about this fear of like, not who you say you are and providing stuff like that. I think if, mo- let me ask you this. If, if things didn't work out, like the man's job, you know, if he doesn't have this small business and he has to work a job, I think he will, well, let me ask you, would you feel okay having a less extravagant lifestyle and, you know, lesser place to live in exchange for having your husband with you more. Because I think a lot of times men fear that if I don't give her X, Y, and Z, then she won't think I'm good enough. Yeah, I don't know. I think most women would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. We have to come. You have to have a, dis- again, you have to have a coming mm. to, come into the minds and say, okay. That's a good In point. order for this to happen, we're going to have to sacrifice X, Y, and Z. And if a woman says, okay, and I have your buy-in. I'm able to submit and we're able to move forward right? because we develop a plan together. One thing I wanted to say really quickly, the listener letter that we received, she was saying, you know, he's done it. He's done the self-employment thing. And now, you know, he's more than employable. How about he just gets a regular nine to five job? He'll make more money. He won't work as many hours. So they'll be home more. Like, let's just do it. You've done that. Great job. Now let's move over here. And I thought about that because I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And then, of course, I'm reading these books and I'm like, oh, my God. The man sees if his dream is self-employment, a nine of five is regression. It's a, no, not regression. It's failure. It's fail even worse. The thought of having to get a nine to five job, having to ask for somebody else for time off, having to make even if you're making more money, you, it's like Tim Tebow in football. Mm-hmm. He could have played in the NFL. He might be back in now, but his dream is to play quarterback in the NFL, not to play in the NFL. To play quarterback in the NFL. So he's a big guy. He could have played running back, fullback, tight end. Probably would have started every game. But his dream wasn't just to play in the NFL. Now, a lot of people dream to play in the NFL. They often play quarterback in college. And the NFL is like, you're going to play receiver or cornerback. And they're like, 
I don't care because my dream is to play in the NFL. So for them, it's not a, a lose. Because people are like, why wouldn't he just change position? And he's like, no, my dream is to play quarterback in the NFL. So to that, you know, the, the listener or the, the writer's husband, his dream is not just to play in the NFL. So his dream is not just to make enough money to be, you know, it's to play quarterback. And his quarterback is only my own business. So that's why it's not clicking in her head. Because and it not- doesn't because women were so in some in some respects, sometimes women are a little bit more logical because we're like, in some respects, yeah, this ain't working. <laughs> Scrap it. Let's move over here. And a guy can really his ego says and his dream and all of these things say no. Yeah. And, and not only no, but if I say yes to that, I am a failure. Yes. I have been found out to be who I am not. Here's an interesting thing, too, because I work a full-time job now when I said I never would, again, because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be in entertainment. And for me, I didn't even see, like, the job I wanted didn't really even exist yet. So it wasn't until somebody approached me with a job that is in line with my dream that I was like, okay, I can do this Mm -hmm. because this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm making YouTube videos professionally on a bigger landscape that can lead to television and movies. But if somebody just offered me $75,000, $100,000 to like uh, work at Boeing again or work at a bank, I'd be like, no. Mm-hmm. I'd rather make $25,000. I would be like, but it's $100,000. I'd rather make $30,000. You don't $30, have to work as many hours. You don't I, get the, the phone calls. You clock in. You clock out. No you travel. go home and you get a check every two weeks. Like, boom. <laughs> I would rather make $25,000 a year. Doing exactly Actually, what I love. hold on. Let me regress my statement really quick. It's not men or women. It's the realist. Yeah. It's yeah. the realist versus the dreamer. The realist says, this makes sense. Let's do yeah. it. The dreamer says, but it's not my dream. Right. I'd rather go out dreaming. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes you need a real... I think, for me at least, having you the realist to like... Because when you're a dreamer, you're a dreamer all the way. Mm-hmm. You're not a dreamer with a tint of realism. You're a dreamer because realism pokes holes in dreams. You know what I mean? Because yes. in my mind, I'm like, this going to work, this going to work, this going to work. And you're like, what if it don't? What if it don't? What if it don't? So uh, what really helped us succeed, I think, is me being a dreamer, but accepting your realistness. Because guess what? Sometimes those things that you say may happen do happen. So if you plan with those contingency places, contingency plans in place, then you can have the success that you dreamed of. Without being unprepared for if it, if it fails. I think the, the number one thing that we had to come to the realization of, um, and this is just, again, going back. I mean, we're kind of still talking about love and respect, but using our real life examples, is that um, the realist is not here to rain on your parade. The realist is not here to say, I don't believe in you just because I'm asking, but what if this happens? Right. The realist is just can't always see... They don't always see everything happening happening as planned. And so they to feel comfortable and to get my buy-in, I need to make sure we do have, well, what if that doesn't work? Well, yeah. What if that doesn't work? Well, what if that, you know, I will support you 100%. And I have. Mm-hmm. But in case something goes wrong, I need to feel comfortable that we have a plan in place. And also, one thing that has happened is, like, even when we were doing plays, remember in my mind, we were going to tour this. Mm-hmm. And you were like... I think the plays are good. Mm-hmm. This one was the best of them. It really was. But I still don't know that this is a feasible 
thing. And back then, I just used to take it as she doesn't think it's good enough. She doesn't know the business. She doesn't know that Tyler Perry was homeless and then he made it and blah, blah, blah. But moving forward, since you're real, you know, knowing that you have no maliciousness in your uh, thought process and knowing that you do trust me, it, it allows me to listen to what you're saying. And so not stop right there, Kev, because this is the key point, women, my listener and all of those that may be experiencing something like this. If the dreamer is the man, especially women, they have to know that. So I'm in this book. They have to know that we support them. It's so, 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 so important. Like you can't emphasize enough. So, 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 um, I was reading in the book that I'm reading. The lady was talking about some movie. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But anyway, he was up. The guy was up to bat and he kept striking out, striking out, striking out, striking out, striking out, striking out, striking out. And so uh, he was just like in a really bad like slump in his career. So he finally goes up to bat for whatever, you know, it's a movie. So it's probably extremely and overly dramatic. And everyone starts booing him and his wife, girlfriend, whomever stands up. And like starts clapping, whatever it is. So somehow, some way, again, it's a movie. He looks over and sees her public support amongst all the boos, just and amongst all the you know the strikeouts that he's gotten up to that point. And it gave him the the I don't know if courage is the right word, but the 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 motivation to get up there and of course hit a home run and all as well. But um, in one of her questionnaires, she, the one of the guys uses that as an example. And he says, it is so important for women to support, to support publicly, to know that their wife is behind them. It helps them at home to make the better decisions, but it also helps them like men want to go out and conquer Everest. Like they want to go out there and they want to conquer Everest. Slay the dragon. Slay the dragons. Right. And in order to have the 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 courage to do that, they have to know that their woman is behind them a hundred percent. Right. And that's what gives them the, 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 yeah, the courage really to do it and know that, okay, I can do this. I can lead this family because my wife trusts me regardless of what I do. And so when they make a mistake, we can't be there to, you know, mm -hmm. and I told you so. We really have to be. And again, men, so I know because let me help us out. You have to get our buy-in first. Yeah. So that way, if you do mess up and it doesn't work, we're not there to do this because you didn't listen. We're there to be like, I'm, you know, hey, I'm here with you, boo, because I thought it was going to work or you got my buy-in yeah. and I'm here with you. And despite what happened, I'm here for you because we went and we did it, you know? Yeah. Uh, success or failure, we went out there and we did it and we did it together. So that's really, it's really important that's, for... That's so key. I, I, you didn't miss that point, but I want to hammer it home a little more about getting the buy-in because our men, men's fear is that if I mess up, you will say, see, I told you so. But we don't take that and say, well, let me get her buy-in. If for no other reason, then she can't say, I told you so. Like we did it together. We succeed or fail together. But that, all, that also means that you have to listen to some of her right. input. Like getting your buy-in isn't saying, okay, we're going to sit down and talk. Here's my plan, X, Y, Z. Here's what we're going to do it. You got it? Got it. That's not getting your buy-in. That's just relaying your plan. Getting your mind and saying, here's what I think we should do. What do you think about that? And now, and how women, do you think we should get there? Absolutely. And women, when they, men do that, and then women, when that happens, don't then say, well, that was terrible. Let right. me instruct you, you know, you <laughs> idiot man, because you really don't know anything on how to really do it. So what you're going to do is A. 
Okay, then B. No, 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 don't ask questions. C is this. No, 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 what you, you know, your C was dumb. So we're going to do, like, let's not do, and we don't do it like that, but no, sometimes. You, you absolutely do. We, but <laughs> it the thing like it, that. it, that's how, whether we mean it that way or not, that's how a man receives it. And when they receive it that way, it's actually received as disrespect. And disrespect in that she doesn't trust me. She doesn't trust my logic. She doesn't think I'm smart enough. She thinks I'm an imbecile. I'm just a dumb man and I don't know anything. And that's how they receive that type of feedback. So it really does have to be a collaborative effort, a coming to a coming together of the minds where we agree and we give and take a little bit. And then at the end of the day, we are fist bumping it out because this is the plan and this is what we're going to do. And hopefully doing some other bumping. So <laughs> that is my semi-book review a uh, listener letter and experience on this love and respect. I don't know how long that was. That's uh, almost 30 minutes. Okay. Do you have anything you like? Any final thoughts? No, I think... Uh, um, we don't have to go through them. I think um, we... we That was actually really informative even for me. And now I don't have to read the book. Because I just... You just can't believe really it. It is a fantastic book. I, um, I listened to it on Audible... It's really, really great. The author is um, Emerson Eckridge. And again, he has a podcast with his son. Um, and it's called the Love and Respect Podcast. It's really good. Um, I want to do a... I might do an... I'm thinking about doing a, a For Women Only, another one about um, women, no mothers and identity or something like that. I haven't quite thought about it all the way. This is his first time hearing it because I don't like telling him stuff. When I'm thinking for about women it. only spinoff because he will he does stuff like this and I don't really feel comfortable with that. <laughs> um, I haven't quite decided about how I want to do it, but I want to. It'll be something about I'm thinking of the right terms I want to use, but something about women not losing their identity in in motherhood. Mm. Something like that. I haven't quite decided how I want to word it. That's good. That's good. Because mm -hmm. y'all do. Because we do. I complained about that early. You did? Yeah. But remember, I used to want you to do all the stuff you did before we had Zay Zay. Mm -hmm. You were like, I can't. Yeah. Like, and you might have done, been able to do some stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I wanted you to come to the plays and you were like, can't, got a baby. It's like, you can get somebody to babysit. Nope, got a baby. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think <clears throat> since the baby comes out of you, you feel more of a connection. Yeah. Probably. I love it's the kids a, it's too. It's the nurturing. It's the nurturing. So I'm trying to nurture them right around this house at 18. You feel me? Go away to college, out of state. I'll pay the extra. I got you, fam. <laughs> What's that? Fifteen thousand dollars more? Yes. Go to Harvard. Don't go to. Don't go to UCLA. No, sir. So. What you want to come back and get a sandwich? <laughs> go to NYU. Be study abroad. How's Oxford? Oxford's good. Singapore University Community College. Singapore University. Community <laughs> That'd be good. But no, I think um, I think that'd be good. Yeah. If you decide uh, to do that. So, yeah. uh, so I'm thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, again, thank you guys. This kind of piggybacked again off submission. If you haven't listened to that, recommend it. I thought it was a good podcast. Um, this was kind of all over the place, but I actually thought it was I don't good. think it was all over the place. I think we had various points within the place. We had various points. Well, if you're not like boom, 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 nothing extra. Anytime we talk about anything extra, you're like, it was all over the place. I know, because I do like to be very like linear. I'm out here like, let's have a good time. Take your shirt off. Run naked through the streets. Let it hang out. Let it breathe. <laughs> All right. It's your boy Cam on stage. Melissa on stage. Uh, don't forget, next week, 
No, wait. Two weeks from now. June 6th. Two weeks from this week being May 17th. Uh, we'll be... Oh, I'm sorry. Next week, we will be at More Than Pretty with Erica Campbell and Friends. And three weeks from now, we'll be in Houston at Fallbrook Church. And that's um, in Houston, Texas. So, more details. Hit me up. Uh, you can email me, kevonstage at gmail if you have questions. Uh, I will be starting posting stuff starting tomorrow. So, you guys are the first to hear about it. Till next time. Oh, Kev's going to be at Megafest if you're going to be there. I'm not going to be there. Oh, it's not till August. It's kind of early. He's so excited. Uh, I'm really like super duper excited. I cannot believe it. <laughs> His face was on the face with uh, TD. That was like huge. We're really excited. And then um, I wanted to say something else. Oh, the movie, Kev. You why you want to talk about the movie so much? <laughs> we're very close. Family exchange. We're 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 in final tweak stage. That's so exciting, and it's really good. So Betty excited. Um, we watched the first cut yesterday. Uh, share with like our family and friends, close family and friends. I ain't share it with all y'all because I I need y'all to buy it. Um, but it, it's I'm very proud of it. Very happy for it. We're gonna. It's really good. I think you guys will like it. Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> I think those are all the but announcements. More things to come on that, and uh, we'll see you guys next. Time and hopefully next time is next week. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed.